Hey there, this is Neil Satin, the host of Relationship Alive. This podcast is my offering for you to ensure that you have the best relationship possible. If what we're doing here on the Relationship Alive podcast is making a difference in your life, please consider a contribution to help support the podcast. All you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash support, or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions to choose something that feels right for you. Thank you so much for your help in ensuring that we can continue. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. On today's show, we're going to cover an interesting question, which is, how do you get to where you want to be from where you are? So if you have this vision of how you want your life to be, how you want your relationship to be, and how you want to feel on a day-to-day basis, and it's different than what you're currently experiencing in your life, we're going to talk about some of the nitty gritty details, and I mean granular on the tiniest level that will get you there. And this is an important discovery for me personally, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. But first, before we dive in to the fractal nature of our lives and relationship, I want to give a special thank you to two people who work with me here on the Relationship Alive podcast. As it turns out, last week I was in the woods and realized only too late that the episode with Max Rivers had not yet been uploaded so that my producer could work her magic on the episode and make it sound great and then upload it to you. So, um, my, so my producer, Christy, and my assistant, Paige, both worked really diligently at the last minute when I finally figured out how to get everything uploaded into the internets um, to get that episode out on time. So I just wanted to give a really sincere and heartfelt thank you to Christy and Paige Um, And this just shows you that there are other people who are working here to help make this podcast possible. And without the two of you, it wouldn't happen last week. And it wouldn't happen on a week-by-week basis. So thank you so much for your help in getting Max Rivers out. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you can check out that episode by visiting neilsatin.com slash rivers, or it should be there in your podcast app waiting for you to download if you haven't already downloaded it yet. Surprisingly, this episode is getting the most feedback of probably any other episode that we've done in, say, the past three or four months. Um, maybe with the exception of the 100th episode featuring John Gottman and Sue Johnson. So it's a really special episode that's about using the skills of mediation and nonviolent communication together so that you can get more of what you need in your relationship. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check out last week's episode. 
And thanks again, Christy and Paige. Really appreciate your help. So now let's dive into this week and this question of how do you get to where you want to be, especially when it's perhaps so different from where things are right now. And you've probably heard this before, that the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So let's peel that back a little bit um, because I don't want you to feel insane and I don't really want me to feel insane. But what is true about this is that the things that you do in your life are an amplification of who you are, of what you bring to the world. So if what you are deep in your core is quiet contemplation, then the odds are that the more you act in the world, the more people experience you as quiet contemplation and the more your space is filled with quiet contemplation. And there are times that that can be a blessing and then there are other times when that could be a curse. For instance, when your partner is wondering, where the hell you are? You know, I want more of you. And all you're giving is quiet contemplation, then that might create a problem. Or vice versa. If you are a whirlwind of excitement and activity and curiosity deep within, then your life may look like a whirlwind of excitement and curiosity and your partner might be wondering if you could turn things down a notch so that you could just have a quiet dinner together and share some uh, share some quieter time where you're just connecting on a heart-to-heart level. So nothing is inherently wrong with any of these polarities that I just mentioned, and these are just two. I mean, we are... Uh, a multiplicity within us and of course each of us who are who's listening here and and me who's speaking here um, we're all unique we're all different we have something unique to offer in the world and I believe that to be true about each of us and especially about you so the question is when you're operating from your unique you-ness and yet your life and the way who you are is being amplified by just acting in the world. And when I say acting, I mean taking action because from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, unless you are bedridden, and I'm sorry if that's the case, um, then you're acting. And you are, through your actions, magnifying who you are in the world. I hope this is making sense for you. I don't want to labor the point. And so earlier when I said that our lives and relationships are like fractals, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those fractal images where it starts out at the, at the macro level and you're looking at the big picture and then it starts zooming in and you realize as it zooms in to a more and more granular level of detail, the same image is being repeated over and over and over again so that the more that you zoom in, the more you see that everything that was big and on the big scale is actually just being repeated on a smaller and smaller scale. 
So this is starting at the big and working your way into the tiny. Um, and the opposite is true. If you start at the tiny, if you start at just the most simple moment in your life, you may see that in that the tiniest of moments is this picture of who you become as you are bigger and bigger in how you operate in your world. So I invite you and to take maybe even the most mundane thing, like take a look at the, the space around you and just see what the space around you says about the person who has created that space, which is probably you. What does it say about you and how does that get magnified in other areas of your life? or in your relationship. If you are busy, 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 busy in your life and you're driven crazy by your busyness, then, and what you're longing for is some spaciousness in your life, then no amount of being busy is going to create suddenly a spacious, relaxed life. It's just not going to happen because that pattern of being busy is going to replicate out like a fractal. So noticing what the room around you says about you and where does it echo things about you that are awesome, the things that you love about your life, the things you actually do want to magnify. And where does it reveal things that are maybe also true about you right now that are also being amplified and that maybe aren't what you want in your life? And you could bring this back to any level. I mean, I just arbitrarily picked look around at the room that you're in. You could look at the way you dress. You could... Notice the way that you breathe. You could notice your habits of taking care of yourself. How do you sleep? How do you eat? How do you nurture your body? Or how do you nurture your mind or your heart or your creative energy or your sensuality? You could take any little piece of you and see how everything that's great about it and everything that's maybe not so great about it actually gets magnified from that little place out on a larger scale. It's the fractal nature of who we are. So sometimes it's great to look at the big picture and to say, okay, I want to learn how to communicate better with my partner. And I always come back to communication because we're in this relational space and so much of that does come down to how we communicate with each other, how we communicate about our desires, our needs, our fears, and how we listen to our partner's desires, needs, and fears. So it does often boil down to the way that that relationing happens through communication 
And by the way, if you haven't picked it up yet, please do download my free guide to the top three relationship communication secrets. If you haven't gotten it yet, it is um, my favorite ways of enhancing relationship communication so that no matter what you're communicating about, no matter how amazing or how challenging, it brings you closer together. You can get that at neilsatin.com slash relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. So let's say you want to improve communication. You you always say, like you sit down with your partner and you want to communicate something that's like a heartfelt desire of yours. And for whatever reason, it always ends in an argument or it always ends in tension um, or disappointment. Whatever it is, you want to change it. And so it can be really easy to say, okay, I'm going to download Neil's guide and I'm going to look at the big picture of how I'm doing these things and I'm going to make some big changes. So, and that, that kind of thing is really important to do. I'm not saying don't do that. However, you might find that sometimes you're trying to make those big changes and they're not happening as smoothly as you'd like, or it just feels like too big of a detour from where you are right now to get to that place. So this is where the smaller steps can come in really handy. So if you're looking at a really big change, you could break it down into smaller manageable chunks. Um, So that's one way. Another way is to take a step back even further and perhaps inward even further to a place within you. This place within you from which who you are emanates. And see if there is a hint of this pattern that's happening on the macro level, perhaps in your communication with your partner, perhaps in your sex life, perhaps in your just level of happiness versus unhappiness, anywhere. See if you can pull it back and identify within you the place where that pattern exists. See if you can identify the place within you that contains the seed of this thing that's happening on a big scale. Do you find that you're always disappointed with your partner, let's say? Well, an an obvious thing that you might find within you is the way that you're disappointed in yourself. Or maybe you'll find a belief about yourself that no one will ever meet your needs. That's another good one. I encourage you to take some quiet moments and see what you find at the smallest level within you. Because the next step is really powerful. And that step is seeing if you can make the tiniest change within you. So rather than trying to fix the big picture, once you've brought it all the way back to this tiny element, see if you can make a tiny shift. 
And this is a grand experiment, right? It's an experiment for you to see, one, can you identify it? What's this tiny thing? Two, what would the shift even be? What's something that I could do that would be different on the smallest possible scale? And three, now you wait and watch and see how that ripples out into the bigger picture. So, you know, on the smallest level, um, let's see, let's say you're someone who's really messy. And let's say deep down you look within yourself and you find this place where, um, where there's a decision to let things be as they are rather than to put things away. Now, that's just one possibility for a messy person. And I'll admit that I can be kind of messy. And I just went in really quickly and without really giving it too much time or meditation because we're here together on with the podcast. Um, that was the first thing that came up for me is that it's easier to just let things be as they are and move on rather than put things away. Now, what if I decide that this tiny shift that I'm going to make is that from here on out, I'm not going to worry about the big messes that surround me quite yet. I don't want you to get the idea that it's cataclysmic here. I mean, it's not horrible, but it could definitely be a lot neater. I got a lot going on, you know, um, but I'm going to make a decision, which is that when I use something, I'm going to put it away, just whatever it is from here on out. Um, if I if my hand comes to rest on an object that's not where it belongs, I'm going to put it where it belongs. And I can even imagine that when I notice something is where it ought not to be, I could imagine say nine times out of 10, if I'm not like truly in a hurry and off to do something, I could imagine grabbing that thing and putting it where it goes. Like that's the simplest example. Um, I could even start with like looking at how I'm dressed and actually I'm looking pretty, pretty put together today. How about that? Um, but you know, there's there's a button that I could button at the top here. So I'm going to actually just button it. Now, you might be thinking, what the hell? I'm listening to Neil and he's buttoning his shirt and that's supposed to help me? Well, for me, that one action was symbolic of all these other actions that I'm talking about. The kinds of actions that lead to the big picture being different are a series of teeny tiny steps that get you there. And like I said, the big picture doesn't just magically change. I mean, sometimes it can if you go through like a spiritual awakening or something like that. Sure, big picture can change overnight. I'll grant you that. Or you win the lottery or who knows. Most of the time, the big picture is going to change because you've started doing the little things differently. Now, I could walk into the next room and have Chloe say, wow, you're looking sharp with that button buttoned. You know, she, she may or may not notice the actual button, but it may be something about how I carry myself that even inspires me. 
to notice, oh, like here's, you know, the shirt that I took off last night and set, set on top of the hamper. I'm going to put that in the hamper. Easy enough. One little thing after another adds up and suddenly there you are in a neater space with some extra spaciousness in your life so you can enjoy time rather than being on the go all the time. Or, um, you know, here's another great example. You want more romantic energy in your life. What's the smallest thing that you could do even for yourself that would be a symbol of honoring that romantic energy? Maybe it's just taking a moment to stop and smell a flower on your way to your car from the office or maybe it's saying you know what i'm going to i'm going to take a minute and i'm going to pull over on the side of the road and i'm going to pick a flower and i'm going to put that in a vase on my desk or maybe i'm going to give that flower to my partner when i get home it's just a gesture it's just the tiniest gesture, but the thing is that those tiny things reinforce a new pattern, a new possibility. Because when you're living in the reality of not enough time, not enough romance, not enough sex, not enough of whatever it is you want, or on the flip side, too much chaos, too much boredom, too much... um the same, everything's always the same, then even the tiniest thing will feel initially impossible to you. And if that's true, you might try to go even smaller. What's something even smaller than that thing that feels totally possible? Oh, I could totally do that. You know, I started with something ridiculous. I buttoned a button. Actually, it feels kind of funny. I might let it unbutton it. But the truth is that you want to start where you can actually make a difference. And the grand sweeping gesture may not be available to you right now with the resources that you have, with the mind space that you have, with the stress level that you have. But I guarantee that there is something that's possible for you. Some tiny step that shifts the fractal pattern ever so slightly and that shift will ripple out into the rest of your life through how you feel on the inside, through how that's projected into how you relate to the world around you and create the space around you and how you interact with the people around you. And before you know it, everything could look vastly different. But it wasn't through trying to do the big thing. It was through pulling it all the way back to the thing that you can do. There's always one thing that you can do, at least one thing, probably more, but there's always at least one thing you can do to make a difference. So take this time right now after you're done listening to me today and get quiet and see if you can figure out all the way down, what is the fractal within me? What is the seed within me? The tiniest granular piece of this big picture that I'm looking at? What is that? And how can I make the most subtle shift and change everything? 
well, you don't necessarily have to see how it's going to change everything. But what's the tiniest shift that I can make that would be different? And just see what doing something different does for you. I guarantee you'll notice something. And I'm so curious to hear what that is. You can tell me or the rest of the Relationship Alive community about it on Facebook. Just search for the Relationship Alive community. You can always drop me a line, neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. I cannot answer all of your emails, but I love to hear from you and I love to read what you write. So thank you in advance for whatever feedback you have. And I'm also here to support you. So if you're stuck and not quite sure how to, how to find that thing within you, then perhaps consider some coaching so that I could work with you one-on-one to help make that tiny shift into a big change, a reality for you. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. It's always a pleasure to be here with you on Relationship Alive, and I look forward to being with you next week when I think we're going to have Robert Glover, the author of No More Mr. Nice Guy, to talk about the nice guy syndrome and some practical steps for not being an asshole, but but becoming more real and less nice. Um, Looking forward to being with you next week, and until then, take care.